Hello guys and welcome to another episode of School Never, Never Ended. Ended. And it's a podcast by two best friends called Svetlana and Monica. So this episode is called... <laughs> this is the year of like realizing things. Me and my friends were just like realizing stuff, you know, so bringing that meme back. So in this episode we're just going to talk about like why we took a break where we are at now, and all that good stuff. So, Monica, do you want to explain? (laughs) (laughs) I feel so attacked. Yeah, so we stopped doing the podcast for a while. It's been months, I think, of us not doing it. And had a lot of people ask me about it. They were like, where's the podcast, bitch? Um, <laughs> and I was like, wow, I didn't realize we had such a stringent fan base. But um, I don't know. I think from my end anyway, I was dealing with a lot. It was a lot of exhaustion and burnout. Mm. And I was very lost. lost. Yeah, I was at a crossroads. Um, I mean... I've been quite vulnerable on this podcast and you guys have heard some shit so I don't like need to keep going into like mental health it's like okay it's like beating a dead horse but um I've been dealing with mental health for a while and I have you know moments when people don't realize that like once you try to climb yourself out of that hole it's like a daily task it's like minute by minute of each day a task to to keep yourself out of that hole Mm -hmm. and one day you will trip up and you'll fall right back all the way down into the deep end and you won't even realize how you ended up there and it's so hard to be able to make that move again to climb all the way out it's really difficult and especially when you're working a lot and you don't have time for a lot of the things that you love and you don't know what you love anymore like I was having a proper like meltdown of like I don't know where I'm at in my life I don't know what I want to do I don't know what I enjoy anymore like it was it was just like a lot of that and and as a result I let myself down and let a lot of other people down Svet included and that's one of the I think that's the thing that I hate the most about my mental health is that it like hinders me from doing actual things and it stops me from doing things that I really want to do. And that's the thing that I I really hate about it the most. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, like, many things suffered, but one of the things that suffered was um, the podcast. And obviously, like, we're not rich. We have to work. So both of us were working an excessive amount. And we were both exhausted and burnt out and trying to figure out what we were doing. And we have bills to pay and expenses. And it just... You know, it just became a lot. So, yeah, what about you? Like, because you, we, but it was kind of a mutual mm. thing, sort of. Yeah. I just felt like I kind of, when I don't feel good, I kind of take a break from life and everyone. Yeah. So I don't talk to anyone. And I kind of like just trying to think about what am I doing with my life? 
And I think especially when you like grow up in London and you're always working and you're always stressed and you're always trying to make ends meet, mm. you don't even have time to kind of be like, okay, but I'm not even happy, but why am I not even happy? Because yeah. you have to go to sleep to get to work, to go to sleep to get to work kind of thing. And then I think, I, then I was just like, yeah, I need to get my life together. I need to decide who I am and why I am here. And even if it's goes wrong at least i can say i've tried and i didn't just sit back and let life do with me what it wanted to do with me <laughs> so yeah so when you were on your hiatus or like when you <laughs> well, i feel so famous right now what did you sort of realize about who you are and what you want to do and what was the problem or part of the problem of what happened yeah um I just like it's just one of it's honestly I think what I realized about myself was my complete lack of faith in myself Mm -hmm. like yeah I love doing all these things am I actually gonna be successful though Mm -hmm. probably not like that's how I was like thinking so I was like why am I wasting my time Mm -hmm. doing a podcast that nobody's probably even listening to it's not going to go anywhere. Like, it, it was like that, but not even just about the podcast. It was about everything, everything. in my life. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, like, shut down and I was kind of just doing, like, the normal, everyday, daily tasks of, like, get up, go to work, do this, do that. And I wasn't really, really like... busy. <laughs> but what did you say? I'll sing up London, the song. What song? No worries. Carry on. <laughs> oh, wait, your song. <laughs> it's coming soon, bitches. No, don't <laughs> It's really good. Or oh, was that a little sneak peek to your fans? No. You need to think of, like, sidebar. You need to think of, like, uh, like a fan name. Like, you well, know, like, Arianators. No, for you when you become a singer. Okay. I just right, thought back of this. Back to the episode. <laughs> Sorry. Um, see, this is what I do in my life, in everything. I sidebar everything. I'm like, actually, do you know what? Let's not talk about this. Let me talk about this. Um... Yeah, I just kind of fell into that way of thinking. And it's it's really hard because if you if any like if you have depression, you know how difficult it's like a constant like maintenance thing. Mm-hmm. There's not like a one size fits all thing. It's not like you use an app and then suddenly, oh fuck, I'm cured. <laughs> and now I have serotonin twenty four hours a day. That's not how it works. So um there there are moments when you do fall back into that and it sometimes feels like it gets harder each time Mm. to get out of it and you know I think everything everything in life is a roller coaster Mm -hmm. and that was that was just the that was just the low point for both of us in in life so Mm -hmm. it's normal Mm -hmm. what about you about what (laughs) just like why I hate talking about <laughs> she's a Scorpio. <laughs> we literally just took an hour break from recording to talk about our fucking horoscopes. <laughs> and we both realised a lot of shit about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> We're both accurate to our horoscopes. Mm. Scorpios, <clears throat> Svetlana don't like talking about their feelings or emotions. And Aquariuses are people that express themselves too much. <laughs> so uh, I need to shut up more and she needs to talk more. So yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, like, when when you do something, especially crazy, creative, anything you do, I think you always want success and you want to see it now and all this stuff. So then I was thinking, like, 
I think especially with like music and writing and all this stuff, and you have bills to pay, you just want to see yourself doing well, and you want to be working with doing what you actually want to bloody do. <laughs> so then I was kind of trying to like rewire my brain to not care about this stuff. Yeah. Like just to do things, just to be happy. And it's like, life is always changing. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe in six months, I'm like, actually, I don't want to do any of these things. I want to be this. And that's fine. Like, as long as you try and experience life. So I'm just kind of trying to, yeah, just like rewire everything that I feel and ask myself why I feel it. Like, why is this all this stupid pressure to make it and be someone, blah, 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 when that doesn't even mean you're going to be happy? Mm Because it's nothing. Like, what about the things you want to do like going away traveling trying to understand who you are like these are things that okay maybe not the whole world will and un- will see and you're not going to get 5000 likes from doing it but yeah it's going to be like beneficial for the rest of your life and you don't need people to validate your existence and i think especially if you do anything artistic unconsciously you let people validate your existence cuz it's like oh yeah um 10,000 people like the song, so it's a good song. Or five people want to buy this painting for this amount, so it's a good painting. So then you're always thinking like... You're always at a crossroads. mm. Like you're always at a... You always have a lack of faith in yourself because art is subjective. Yeah. So you always have people that don't like what you do and it will mess with your head. But obviously you can't expect everyone to like it, but it still like fucks with you. And then especially in this like weird internet age, you just want... If you don't do anything, people think you're literally doing nothing. If you don't post, blah, blah, blah. So people think that you're not even trying really to put work into your dream. It's like, I don't really care about all this stuff. Like, this life, uh, I sound so like, is it called cynical when you say like stuff like, yeah, you're going to die anyway. (laughs) But not in that way. I think that's just more morbid. No, but not in that way. Like, if that is the one thing you're sure about in your life then you should just enjoy it and not enjoy it by being crazy and like going out partying every day but like not measuring your existence to other people because other people are also measuring their existence to other people and it's like yeah and everyone's just in this like weird weird facade yeah Yeah. pretending to be okay a lot of people are not okay you're all lying to protect to pretend to be each other's lies exactly i don't even know if that made sense it's not it's not worth it like maybe now I think I realise that it's okay to be different. It's okay to change. It's okay to be myself and not it's be It's okay the same to realise the toxic parts of yourself mm-hmm. and, like, be okay with them. Because exactly. I think a lot of people aren't okay with them. Like, one of the things that we realised is, like, the the in the moments that we've sometimes clashed, we've realised things about ourselves mm. that are not necessarily good qualities mm. and we've both told each other mm-hmm. about those qualities and it's like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to change how I react to things. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to change how I respond to things. So I think that's what I've, what I've realised as well during this like hiatus was I, I have qualities about myself that I know I need to improve on. Same. And like, like desperately. Of, yeah. <laughs> And a lot of it stems from insecurity. Yeah. Like, a lot of it. And I think that's what happens when you grow up. You always... Maybe some people don't change, but you're always adapting yourself. But I think that's what makes you a bigger person. I think that's what... That's, like... That's the point where you realise you've actually grown up. Is when it's like, okay... You take responsibility. Yeah, I hold my hands up. Yeah, I said that thing and it was shit. Oh, Mm. my God. Like, why did I even do that? So... 
you you see those things it's like okay I realize that because it's completely naive and kind of selfish to imagine you have no toxic qualities exactly everyone has some toxic qualities and it's just whether or not you realize that you have them and what you're going to do to address them Mm -hmm. and fix them and I think that's in this month it was like a growing pain Mm. period for our our relationships with ourselves Mm -hmm. and with each other Mm -hmm. of the things that we don't like about ourselves and the things that we want to change and I think now that we've like come out of that we're we're moving on to like mm-hmm. better things and we know that if it happens again it's not like dramatic like it's the end of the world because sometimes I can be like that if I have yeah. like a disagreement I'm like oh my gosh we're never going to be friends or never. honestly my head goes out I'm yeah. like oh my god she hates me yeah. she doesn't want to be my friend anymore but and then I start crying but then you, I realise you have to do that so you know okay this is what I don't like or this is what I do like blah 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 because then you're always tiptoeing around each other and you never really know like how to build a strong relationship with someone if that yeah. makes sense and it's also it's it's also that like we're able to you know you're able to have like disagreements mm-hmm. and still love the person mm-hmm. like so your feelings towards the person don't like change mm. but it's like you it's the same with like any disagreements now that I have in my life like obviously when you're a teenager you're like I hate you mom and mm. you like slam the door mm. but now when I have disagreements with my parents it's like a very like separate Mm. kind of thing mm. and I'm able to compartmentalize it better because mm-hmm. it's like we can have a disagreement we can have an argument but I would never disrespect you like personally I would never be rude to you mm. intentionally I would never like I still love you and so I think that's the way I conduct myself in a disagreement is changing and I like that mm-hmm. because I I never want like my arguments or my disagreements with people to be like that childish like oh my god but you said this but you said that it's like I don't enjoy that anymore mm. I've never enjoyed it but like you know when you just realize like like why it doesn't it, serve any purpose yeah like why are we even doing this it doesn't so now I've that's another thing I've realized so would you say first of all would you say that your career makes a, a huge part of who you feel you are and your worth um, I think my career choice does, yeah. Mm. Like, I, I just, I think uh, what I've realized in working that the pla- in the place that I did, um, is that I loved it and I loved everyone there, but it just wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest it's like you know when it's just like something happens and then it just it clicks into you what you really what like what you really love Mm -hmm. and you had been pestering me for years to start writing again Mm because I used to write and Svet was telling me for years and years and years like write you used to love writing why don't you write anymore and I didn't and then I read a book called Norwegian Word by Haruki Murakami who's has now become my like favorite one of my favorite authors it made me start writing again mm-hmm. and it was like something clicked it's like when you realize like this is the thing that really makes you happy mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god this is the thing that I kind of wouldn't mind doing for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and once you have that it's like it is tied to your self-worth because it's like I love doing this mm-hmm. and now I can't imagine myself not doing this mm-hmm. I can't believe I never did it before mm-hmm. and now it's now it's like one of the things that I love doing is writing and now I'm really trying to like make waves and dedicating time to that mm. because like my career is linked to my self-worth because 
for personally for me i'm making my hobby my career mm. that's my goal right now it's like that is uh, that's so weird what because the other day i realized that if my hobbies are my career so i don't actually have hobby does that make sense yeah, I get what you mean. So I realize I don't actually have hobbies. Like no, but you do. But because your hobby is your job, it you're doing something yeah, that you love you, and you're getting that, paid for it. But for example, say you love to cook, but you don't want to be a cook. It's a hobby. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you don't feel like that. It's not a pressure, but it's like, oh my gosh, I really want to do the blah 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 blah. So I realized I lost that kind of thing. But you could spin that on its head and measure it as like okay the example of the cooking that person who really loves cooking might have a career in an area that they absolutely hate Mm. and the one thing that gets them through the day is when they go to that cooking Mm. class or when they cook when they get home and that makes their life easier but imagine if your job was the thing that you loved to do Mm. like you wouldn't care how much you were paid you wouldn't care about like because you're doing and surviving on the thing that you love to do Mm. so you wouldn't your life wouldn't be this like weird like balancing you know act, act of like oh I have to do this thing I hate in order to do the thing I love mm. which is shit it's just adding like a roadblock to mm. what you actually want to do it's like every motivative every motivating speaker always says like do the thing that you love to do as your job mm-hmm. like you just got to. Mm-hmm. it's like when was like when was the moment like you knew that you wanted to pursue singing in a prof- in like a professional way. Well like when did it go from being singing to being an artist? I think always. Really? Yeah. It's the same like the same like with books, like with writing, it's always. But I think that I always attached fear to it because it was never like mm. um encouraged at home. Yeah. So like a lot of stuff I used to like to do like like writing or like making clothes or, or all this stuff, I kind of, because no one encouraged it, I kind of felt like um, nervous to want to pursue it. Yeah. So when I had this feeling like I want to do this so much, I would have like, yeah, but it's bad, it's wrong, blah, 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 blah. Just, it's not a career. Mm, yeah. So then now I've just like realised that I don't really care. Even I just want to try it because I prefer to try than to have regret. Yeah regret doesn't look nice and it never looks nice so i'd rather just be like okay let me try it maybe it goes wrong who gives a shit yeah but it's like every person ever who didn't chase the thing that they loved said i wish i could go and it always comes back to you yeah like it's like i wish i could go back and like with you writing it always came back to you like knocking on your door like you need to do this again and yeah. now you've finally done you it. You know, that's the first career. You know, when you're like a kid and people ask you what you want to be, the first thing I want, like my first ever job that I wanted was, was to be a writer. Because so all I did was a kid. Was my right. favorite book was The Secret Garden. Oh my day. And I used to reread that literally all the time. Like it was my favorite book. And every time everyone would ask me, what do you want to be? I was like, I want to be a writer. And... And my dad actually said it to me the other day. He was like, I remember when you were like nine years old and you started writing your own novel, mm. like thinking you were the shit. Like mm. I used to like try and write like actual books, mm. like at, at nine years old. Mm. And then I also wanted to have like a side hustle of being a fashion designer. Mm. But like, <laughs> I know. Um, Just a side hustle. Yeah. But um, it's so weird how, you know, because like as a kid, that was the thing that brought me the utmost joy. And it's like, it's. I feel like my... Ha- my life has gone full circle like up until Mm. the past couple months Mm. because then it was like okay 
now I realize like what I love. Mm-hmm. And it was the thing that I first fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Even before art, like I fell in love with reading before I even knew how to draw mm-hmm. or paint. Like reading was the thing that I did before reading, that. Reading, man, my best Damn. friend. I remember like, oh, books are so amazing. Like I think Don't like, trust a person who has a TV bigger than the bookshelf. In the world. Imagine books like I remember the first thing I, I realized when I used to read as a child is I don't actually have to move to leave where I am, if that makes wow, sense. Wow, that's so good. So that's an amazing concept. I was reading like, oh my gosh, I'm like 10 miles away from this bloody place. That sounds so like dark, but yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing. Like books, are, they're so, just words. Like I'm going to be a geek, so I'm not even going to continue, but no, it's so amazing continue. how words can like, they're so powerful you should continue because i'm gonna hold you to that sentence because it's like we talk so much about the negative things in our lives but we don't like we have to like make anything we're passionate about we have to downplay it Mm. like oh i don't want to be a geek oh i sound like such a loser but i really love this artist i always do that all the time it's like i sound like such a loser but this murakami book is like a bit like i do that all the time it's like no fuck it i love this thing I'm going to give time to the thing that mm. I love. Mm. Give time to your passion and mm. talk about it openly. Like, mm. you should be able to talk about the things you love just, like, amazing. as much as you want. Like, I just love books. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> they just do... They, books have, like, changed my life. I don't even know where I'd be if books didn't exist because... I'd be dead, bro, if that was dark. No, but it's <laughs> so true because it was... I just have utmost appreciation to all the amazing books I've encountered in my life because they just make you understand that everyone, not in a plain way, but is the same. Like when you read a character and you're like, oh my gosh, that like me or blah, blah, blah. Like you find yourself in books and then you're like, the world is, is the same. Everyone can connect to something in some way and books are just... You know what I've realised is that the single like most revolutionary thing that has affected any change in the world has been through the power of word mm. do you know what I mean like if even if you look at like slavery mm. it was oh god I, I've completely forgotten the name but you know that woman that wrote that poem and it got published in that black paper Mm-mm. and it was like published and it was one of the like motivating things that allow people to like like to be runaway mm-hmm. slaves it was like a motivational kind of thing it was really really beautiful and i can't remember the the writer it's gonna really annoy me but um people will know what i'm talking about and so that empowered slaves to try to escape you have like the speech of martin luther king like it was his speeches mm-hmm. that empowered people it was his word it's the same with like the feminist movement, like the printing press that started in this country was started by women. Like a lot of people don't know, like the first publishing companies in England were by women, like secret, in mm-hmm. secret, like they would use different names and stuff, but they were women. Like it was, it was the power of printing their opinions. Well, it, it was like Mary Wollstonecraft, when she wrote A Vindication of the Rights of Women, that was like the first feminist novel before feminism even existed. Mm. It's, sorry, it's not a novel, but um, it was the first feminist piece of writing before even the movement existed. And it was one of those things that sparked the next generation. Her daughter went on to write Frankenstein. Her daughter That's wrote why Frankenstein. I love in 1984 when he's like basically explaining that if you 
take out certain words in the English language and you like yes. manipulate language, you can control people. Mm-hmm. And that's what is happening. You're in a society where we're dumbing down our use of vocabulary or our understanding of the world because we like stuff like Instagram where you just don't have to read anything. You just look at pictures and you just see all these images, image, image, image. You don't have to think. So you can let life happen because you're not analysing anymore. And I think that's why people say knowledge is power because knowledge is books. If you read a book, you just you find new words, you find new perspectives, you find new yes. ways to see how other people are similar and different to you. But if you don't read and you just like... It's not even in a bad way, but books are so powerful. Writing is so powerful. Words are so powerful. That's why people say, be careful what you speak, be careful what you think, all of this stuff, because words can really affect life in a positive way, in a negative way. The way that dictators know exactly what to say to brainwash people because they've understood the power of language, the power of how it can hold a feeling and how it can make people feel. Yeah. And that's why I think writers have a lot of... um, You have a gift. If you can write well, you have a gift. If you can read a lot, you have a gift. If you can understand the power of words, you have a gift and you shouldn't neglect that. Mm. You should use it, not even to be like the next bloody James Baldwin, whatever, but even for yourself, just to write, to feel, to release that weight off your shoulders. It's like that Pam Allen quote is, um, reading is like breathing in, writing is like breathing out. Mm. And it helps you to understand life. Yeah. Because you notice more, like, especially... Like, I love, like, James Baldwin because in his fiction books, you can... The way he explains simple things is so poetic. But to be able to reach that level of being able to see little things in that way is to to not just always be doing something and not always be chatting and talking, but to be still and to see that I can explain that in 10 different ways because that is 10 different things. That's why I think, like why books have been so good and like for us in the past couple months and writing has is because like through word I was able to create my own world Mm -hmm. like you can create your own world that you get to live by Mm -hmm. and so you're not having like any any like visual context to it so Mm -hmm. even if you're like reading a book like like for example, with Norwegian word, all the characters are Japanese, but I saw myself mm. in the character. Mm-hmm. I saw myself in the character, and that's something that you can eas- more easily do with word because your imagination mm. is the is the movie that you're watching. Mm. You know, it's mm. not like something that's you know preempted for you or made for you. It's something that you create for yourself. I really like that you said um, they're all Japanese in them, but you can see yourself. Yeah. I think that's why it's like you read and then you realise that all this stuff about race, all this made-up, socialised words to divide people doesn't mean anything because imagine if you write a book and all you're talking about is, yeah, he's black and he's white and she's a girl and he's a boy, blah, blah, blah. You're not talking about the character and their emotions and how they navigate their life and that's what's important. That's what makes a human being, not their gender, not their race, not their class, all this stuff. That's what I loved about, like... Murakami is that it's not really involved like I know that sounds stupid but he writes about Japanese characters but it's not like tied to their Japanese-ness it's like yeah they've got Japanese names and they live in Japan but it's not like this is the this is them like there's complex and 
detailed characters and you you it and i think it's like in any good writer who's able to to do that and you can still see yourself mm. in those people is like is brilliant because any all humans want to do is see themselves in things mm-hmm. like if there's a reason why we argue so much for representation on the tv screen in advertising in literature it's because people want to see themselves mm. and it's because people have this pain and they want to see other people experiencing it mm. so they have something to relate to mm-hmm. so someone understands them and i think that's why like during our hi- ha- our hiatus reading was like the thing that i think like helped us it's mm. like it's the reason why i got you that book mm. uh, rage becomes her okay i thought you were going to lead on to something oh, yeah. there <laughs> wow Sorry. i was that segue died <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, the books I've been reading, like, through this past couple of months, have just, like, made me realise a lot of things. Like, I don't really care for things I used to care about. Yeah. And I just realised that just life is always changing. I used to... I can be someone I love to plan, love to make all these plans, blah, blah, blah. Life is always changing, and it's just... You just have to... be fearless and do what you want to do and it don't be afraid to be like okay maybe it's not gonna work out but at least you try man yeah and if you didn't try you're just gonna be always sitting down thinking oh i could have done this i could have been this i could have well yeah but you could have could have would have who cares (laughs) like no one cares about that everyone cares about what you actually do and anyway what people think doesn't shouldn't hold so much power over your life yeah because everyone has issues so when you're so worried about what sally thinks of you (laughs) sally's so worried about what harry thinks of her and at the end of the day you're all worried about each other but you're not even focusing on yourself hell yeah so what are you going to gain from that absolutely nothing mate so i just think that I think that's like the biggest problem facing our generation Mm. is just caring what other Mm. people think Mm. that and a really 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 like reduced attention span Mm. because like people people will read a headline and not the article Mm. like people do that like people will read a headline and just say okay this happened but they didn't actually read the article itself yeah and I also think people have a fear of like not being someone it sounds really weird but I feel like everyone not everyone, but a lot of people want to be someone. And I think that the internet age is built for that. It's not be someone, it's being known someone. Mm. It's built for that. It's yeah. built to enforce that and to make you see it every day when you have these likes and retweets and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I guess like a lot of people don't want to try something because... It's like the new drug. Because now if I try something, I'm it only has 10 likes, then the whole world will see it only got 10 likes. And if I try something and no one retweets it, then the whole world will see that it got no retweets. Yeah. So people don't want to try because now everyone can see that you've tried and didn't succeed in, so- in society's like definition of what it is to succeed. But you're not going to live and die of society. Like It's not that deep. I know it's, it's, that sounds like so, like, yeah, it's easier said than done, but... It's true. Like maybe you never want to try a painting because you saw, saw this girl's a painting. She got ten thousand retweets in like two months, and you don't even have five followers. Well, just bloody do it. Just keep trying. 
keep trying and maybe you'll realize things differently along the way or maybe you'll try and realize no actually I want to help people sell their paintings I don't want to be the one painting it's you're always yeah don't give up expanding if you truly if you truly love it you won't give it up Mm -hmm. so maybe if you're if people are so quick to give things up maybe your heart isn't in it as Mm. much as you think it is because if you truly loved it like more than you breathe then you wouldn't stop doing it ever but it's also not who you are like yeah i think that's something i had like an issue with is like it became like who i am i am this person so if i don't do well in it then i didn't do well in life itself i didn't do well with yeah who i am as a human being but it's it's just an extension of who you are it's a gift you have to give to the world but it doesn't mean that you cannot live without it i don't know how to explain yeah but it is just an extension of you which means there's other extensions of you and if something doesn't succeed to the public's eye it doesn't mean that it doesn't have any value yeah and just because this world is like show me what you did show me what, oh you didn't post it it never happened it did happen you know it happened you existed when it happened you yeah it's like it's it. it's like writing for me has been such a tool and the reason what like one of the reasons i'm so much happier is because i write do mm-hmm. i post everything i write no i've written like literally over 30 40 poems now i don't show them all mm. as they're like personal things that you it's like like singing is like a tool that you use to express who you are. Mm. It's not the actual thing that makes you who mm. you are, but you use it as a tool that you love to use that expresses the feelings and the emotions and the experiences that you're going through. And it's like an outlet. Mm. And that's how I see like writing. It's like that breathing out. It's like, mm. okay, this is like the issues I have and this is how I'm unleashing it. And I'm unleashing it in a way that I really enjoy releasing it. Because mm. some it's it's like it's very hard to expect people to ex- all express themselves in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, every, you can't you can't all go to a therapist. You can't all use an mm-hmm. app. You can't all take medication. Like, it's not one size fits all. And even, like, when people say talking about your feelings, like, as two people that find it, like, sometimes really difficult to talk about mental health, we have to find other ways mm-hmm. of like doing it mm-hmm. you know and even yeah it's like for me i can't talk about how i feel but i can write it in a song very quickly very easily and yeah. not feel scared to perform it yeah or like write it about it in a poem or essay and not feel scared to post it and don't care who reads it but then to actually sit with someone and talk about okay this is how i feel i can't do it it's so weird so then for me it's like okay if this is who i am then i can't abandon these things because these are the only things i have to explain how i feel but then I've kind of like trying to train myself to not care how it's received because mm. it's just me. I take it or leave it. It's not going to do anything for me if you don't like it. And if you do like it, that's great. But take it or leave it thing because I need it. So I'm not, I don't care about what you think, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. So, so like what is... So in this like hiatus like period, mm-hmm. what what have you like like how did you come to the conclusion or like how did you come to that realization of like a what what your calling is like what mm-hmm. makes you happy and b how did you differentiate differ uh, 
differentiate. differentiate. Mm-hmm. She's a writer and she can't say words. <laughs> um, how did you differentiate between like you being a singer and you being like a separate entity from that? Well, first of all, I don't even think I think that I know my calling. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. Like I know what I'm supposed to do, which is to help people. Yeah. But I don't know and how. And I don't think that that is the main issue. Like I can write, I can sing, I like to do these things, and I like to also like do activism, like help people physically. Mm-hmm. So maybe these are so maybe these are like the three ways I'm supposed to do it. But I can't. I don't. I can't say that I know exactly. This is my calling. I was born to do this. I was born to help people, but I could help people in different ways. I can help people by just letting old person sit down when I was sitting down, like stuff like that. Yeah. So I just. So you're still in the process of realizing things. Yeah. Of about yourself. Yeah, and Loki, I don't really. I don't know. I don't really like to to care about this like i know this is me i don't know it's really weird mm. but i think because this year i've like been around a lot of older people and they've taught me that life always changes yeah like i know someone who's like did one thing then another thing then another thing but the thread of something that connected all of them is that he was just helping people in every single career he had mm. But he maybe he thought that the first thing he did was his calling. Then the next thing he did was his calling. Then the third thing, the main thing he realized is I'm here to help people, mm. and that's why I don't, I don't want to tell myself, okay, this is exactly what you're supposed to do because then I put my whole life into it, and maybe I blindside myself from seeing the other ways I can help people, the other things I can do, and then I have like a pressure, especially with art. You have a weird pressure to do this, do this, do this, and I don't want that. Yeah, because every, every artist wants to, like, move the needle in something, you know mm. what I mean? Like, it's just, you want, like, it's the same with me, like, I'm a humanitarian to my core, mm. and every artistic thing I've ever done, no matter what medium it's been, has been about a social issue, mm. has been about people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I always do stuff about race and womanhood and mental health and poverty. Like, everything that I have ever, like, done artistically has has always been in that, like, mm. in that facet. Um, so for me, it's like, I'm the same. Like, I want to help people through my art. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think like the difference with like now and before is that I've actually helped myself Mm -hmm. for the first time Mm. with my writing was like oh Mm. wow like I'm actually helping myself because you count as people Mm -hmm. you know and in order for you to help people you have to help help yourself yourself. so for me it's like I needed to realize what I love because Mm. then it's made me a happier person a stronger person and a more capable person Mm -hmm. to then take care of others yeah I can't remember the second thing you asked, not gonna lie. Was um how did you like differentiate between like like being able to be an artist but not have that attached to like that's all you are? Oh. Well, I kind of see like every day how it affects other people and I don't want that to affect me. Like I see when you like when you're a singer or something or 
you have to have an image and you have to have a brand and you have to have this and you have to look like this, blah, blah, blah. Not that you have to look like that, but it's all a part of it. Mm, the package. And that can do something to you mentally. And like all the people I've looked up to, it did something to them mentally. And and I don't want to replicate that. I just want to be happy. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that happy, everyone has to know what my happiness looks like or I have to look like this to be happy. That's not my definition of being alive or feeling alive. Like maybe in 10 years or five years, I'll just disappear off the face of the earth and never have Instagram again. <laughs> and, that, and that will be okay because that is my life. That's a part of my life. And I can come back in 15 years and be blah, 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 blah. Maybe le- less people will care about it, but I don't care. Like I'm not, I don't believe that my purpose here on this earth is to live out my life through the validation of others. Yeah. And I think that I'm more happiest in my life when I focus on how I can help others, but how in how I can help myself to understand why I cry or why I treat people like that or why I'm like this, blah, 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 blah. blah. And mm. that's, yeah, that's important. Like, uh, one thing, if the world is going to end in 15 years or this shit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just do what you love, bruv. Do what you love and realise that you better pattern yourself of who you are yeah. so that when it's ending, you're not like, oh my gosh, my my bloody Lamborghinis failed and burnt, burnt out to the ground. Who am I? No, you're more than this. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. What about you? What, when did I realise it was... The differentiation. Um. Do you know it was nice? It's nice, it, it was... It was actually like writing again mm-hmm. because then I felt more able to call myself an artist mm-hmm. now than I ever have been before. Mm-hmm. And I think because I stopped like painting for a really long time, I stopped drawing for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, people always just saw me still as that artist. Like mm-hmm. they were like, why don't you paint anymore? Why don't you draw anymore? And it always used to make me feel like shit because it was like, why... Why don't I do that anymore? It's so easy for like people to box you in into being mm-hmm. like, this is all you are and you can't enjoy mm-hmm. doing anything else. Mm-hmm. This is it. Like, this is the thing that you do. And it's it, that puts a lot of pressure. So it's mm-hmm. like for you, people are like, okay, you only sing. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. But nobody knows that you also write. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that you're also going back to you need to study more. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows any of these things because they think that that's all you are. Mm-hmm. And it's so for me now, the fact that I'm able to, I feel more comfortable now calling myself an artist because I found so many different ways and mediums of expressing myself mm-hmm. beyond just the traditional style of painting, mm-hmm. you know? And I find the art of writing like words is an art. Like the mm-hmm. art, it's an art. It is an and art. And it's a different way. It's a different expression. Feelings. Yeah. And that's amazing. And that is like another weight off your shoulders. When you feel sad, maybe sometimes you want to paint. Maybe sometimes you want to write, but it's a different... Like, it gives you options. Exactly. Because, like, at, it's, at the end of the day, no one's one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. We're not just, like, flat exactly. cartoons. And that's like, the thing. This is what I don't like. This is what I don't like, is that in this life, you feel like, okay, when you're bloody primary school, people are asking you, what do you want to do when you're older? <laughs> then secondary school, blah, 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 blah. And it's always like, if if you said, oh, I want to be this and this and this, they're going to be like, oh, no, but you can only be one thing in your life. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. blah. That's their life. They only became one thing in their life. That's not wrong. That's not right. But 
you are you. Maybe yeah. you will be a bloody fireman for five years, then you'll be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Be fearless enough to be like, okay, I yes. still have options. Don't think, oh, but I can only be this because my mom thinks I'm this and I'm best at this and my dad thinks that this is the best. They're not. That's not your life. You that's can, not your you life. can enjoy multiple things exactly. at the same time this equally. Is what, the main thing I think I've realized this year is I want to create my own philosophy to my own life. Yes. And I feel like... A fucking man. This whole... A lot of people I've met, older people especially, and like people my age too, is that they feel caged in. But they caged themselves. No one did it for them. They did it themselves. Because it's their mentality to be like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then they have this fear to break them all. Because it's always going to be like, you're always going to have this feeling like, I can be more. I am more, blah, 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 blah. But you have to change that situation. And I think that's just it. Yeah. And it, it's also like, it also rejects the concept of time as well. Because like people think that, like, who the fuck knows? I might hate writing in 10 years time. You don't know. So it's like making this like huge decision to be like, I'm going to be this for the rest of my fucking life. And I'm only going to do this. It's like so it's a lot of pressure and it's scary. And that's why I'm embracing the fact that I enjoy so many different things. Because like maybe in 10 years time, I don't want to write. Maybe I want to do something else. Maybe I just want to do charity work. Maybe when I'm 50 years old, I just want to go traveling and live on a boat or I want to start teaching. Like you don't know like where your life will take you. You don't know the different passions. It's your own story. Yeah. Like, because your starting point is not now. Your starting point, starting point it's is when every ev- day. It's every day. It's every time you make a different decision. That's mm-hmm. your new starting point. So your life doesn't end as soon as you make some career decision. And that's what I liked in the Alchemist. Have you? What bit are you in? I'm ne- I'm <clears> like <throat> I've literally I'm not that far into it. I think I'm like halfway through when they reach the oasis. Oh, so you've met? You've been to the part where you met the king, where he was like reading yeah, that big I- book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the king is like, um, that, um, when you make bread, whatever that job is, yeah, he's gonna go traveling for like a year, but he doesn't know it yet. And yes, he's like yeah, sixty yeah. years old or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he didn't realize till he was sixty that he could actually travel for a whole year. Yeah. And I think like that's life is like that. Like if you limit your thinking and what you can do, then your life is limited. Maybe by the time you're sixty, like that guy, you'll realize actually. It was me who limited my life. I could bloody live anywhere if I wanted. But you have to tell yourself that. Yeah. I think if you're on Instagram every bloody day and you see everyone looks like this and everyone acts like this, and if you do this, you can get this likes and this and this and all that shit, mm-hmm. you're going to live like other people. But when did God make you to be like other people? No, he never did. So do you enjoy you? Your calling can be 10 things in your lifetime. And if everyone says to you, yeah, but you can only be one thing. Shut the fuck up. Live your life. I'm not judging yours. And that's how it is. You define your stability. I think for me, I just want to be able to have comfortable income and be like, okay, I'm helping people. Helping people. I Mm. could do that in so many artistic ways or so many analytical ways as long as I can feel connected to what I'm doing. Like, you can help yes. people through art. You can help people through writing. You had the gift to do that. And yeah. and maybe someone would be like, oh, but you can only be one thing. Choose to be an artist or a writer. No, I can do both. And I will show you I can do both. Look, like, yeah. that's it. Like, I think the like, what I've learned f- through this podcast and 
through the past couple months as well is that you are allowed to have big dreams and if anyone in your life tells you that your dream is stupid i'm honest i'm telling you that that person is an idiot because i'm like you i will never let ever ever let anyone rob me of my dreams Mm. i don't care if they think i'm crazy i don't think i don't care if they think my dream is impossible i don't give a shit anymore because Mm. I live in the moment now and I live in what makes me happy right now. Mm-hmm. So if this is what makes me right now na- happy right now, if I have a dream of being like, I don't know, New York number one bestseller, that's my dream mm-hmm. and don't come for it. This this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to chase. Don't let your insecurities affect other people's dreams. I yeah. think it's like that. Yeah. I mean, what have you learned? I've learned that, yeah, just do what I want. Not do what I want in like a child way. Like, Mom, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> But, like, just, yeah, don't restrict your life by, yeah, don't restrict your life. I think that reading is amazing. Like, read books, listen to people, understand, accept that everyone is as sad as you. Not as sad as you, but everyone feels... Everyone has pain. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time that people lash out mm. are is because they have pain themselves. You know, like, a lot of the reason why someone might shit on your dream is because they think their own dream is impossible Mm. so they have to make you feel the same way because Mm. it's like if they can't achieve their dream they're subconsciously pouring that into you as well because of their own insecurity which is why i have never in my life will say to someone that their dream is crazy Mm. every time like someone tells me oh, i really want to do this but i don't know i'm like no do it go for it like this is the time high risk high reward like go for your dream like there's no point in wasting your life thinking oh what if what if what if what if just do it like mm. that's what i've learned over the past couple months is just like if i love it i'm just gonna do it mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about anyone else and don't like attach too much to it like don't think that is the end or or be all because then you still restrict yourself because it becomes obsession like but i love this okay i can live about it but i love this i'm gonna pursue it mm-hmm. pursue it in a healthy way you don't have to put it on instagram every day to like show people you love it let do your life and let people watch you live your life and not care about it yeah but i think this one of my favorite episodes not gonna lie yeah that was a really good episode i feel like we unleashed a lot of stuff and yeah you can find us on what is the instagram school never ends wow we're so bad oh my god but this was like a necessary for us to take for us to be better like that break was we needed it to be better podcasters so isn't it like and i feel like we've gotten a lot better yeah even though we can't remember any of the names and, na- and now we yeah i think it's good i so think it's just because we're happier people not even happier i don't even like that word anymore we're more content mm-hmm. in who we are as people mm-hmm. and it's just self-improvement and mm-hmm. you know amen to that the instagram is school never ended so you can message us or Email us if you ever want us to talk about anything, and if you need advice or anything, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, or if you want a shout out, or exactly. any episode suggestions, let us know because we're always like trying to think of ideas. So if you have any suggestions of what you want us to talk about, let us know. Or you can just text me because I know most of the people listening here are in my phone. So <laughs> my days. <laughs> so yeah, bye. Bye.